Welcome to the Spirited Leaders Podcast. Here we dive into all things leadership, spirituality, business, mindset, wealth, and energy to inspire and empower you to make the impact you're here for while loving your life. I am your host, Rachel White, coach, speaker, published author, and the creator of the Spirited Leaders brand, including this podcast and our magazine. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy this episode. Hi everyone, we're here for another episode of the podcast and I have a guest with me. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. So Lisa is, or Dr. Lisa, is here to talk to us about health and using that as a vehicle for our life, wealth, success and all the things. So Lisa, I'll just let you give a little bit of an introduction of yourself, what you're doing now in your life and a little bit of your backstory getting to this point. Yep. Sure. So I am now in my 11th year of, um, I'm an osteopath. So I've spent 11 years being a practitioner, working with clients, helping them move better, feel better and get their health back on track. And I also work as a um, health mindset and leadership coach. So I help um, entrepreneurs check back in with themselves, grow their business, but without burning out. So that's a real little bit of... um, in a nutshell about me. Um, I guess my background is how I got, um, you probably want to hear how I got so involved in health, I would imagine. Yeah, like what made you passionate about working in this area? Yeah. So I've always been, um, growing up as a kid, I always played heaps of sport, um, like I was a netballer, basketballer. Um, So with playing heaps of sport often meant, unfortunately, I was injured quite often. (laughs) So that meant I spent heaps of time either seeing the physio um, or seeing the osteopath. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got into my career um, in terms of being an osteopath. I just spent so much time seeing my osteo that I was like, and because she helped me so much get back on the netball court and the basketball court, um, for me, that was the real vehicle and the driver of helping other people um, get back doing the things they love to do. But I think for me, my real turning point in terms of my passion for health was um, at 24, I underwent my own health challenges. So I'd been a fit, healthy 24-year-old and then all of a sudden one day I just I had a stroke at home. Mm-hmm. And so that pretty much turned my whole world upside down and I'd, I'd gone from being that fit, health, healthy 24-year-old and now all of a sudden, like... I couldn't walk, I couldn't talk properly, and it was three to six months in hospital learning how to walk, talk properly, and just regain, um, I guess, the basics of life that, um, unfortunately, a lot of us take for granted. Mm. And was that was that journey for you really out of nowhere? Was there any lead up to that stroke or it was just like all of a sudden life was just different? Yeah, I was, you know, if like... If you think about a normal 24-year-old, it was, you know, socialising on the weekend. I was working during the day. I was playing sport after work. Like, I was just moving through life as, like, every normal 24-year-old would. And then it was just one day I'd woke up. I had this cracking headache. And um, the next minute, I remember I just blacked out on the couch. Yeah. And then you wake up three days later in, yeah, in hospital. And you're like, where am I? What's happened? What's going on? Like just totally out of the blue. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would have been such a surreal experience. Mm. And you can definitely look back with hindsight now and see it as a really like beautiful pivot to the life you're living now. But at the time, it was probably not something you were very like appreciative of in the moment. A hundred percent. It's it's not until looking back, like I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but the lessons that I have learned from that, um, the skill set that I've been able to gain um, in terms of like building empathy with clients and just being able to connect back in with myself and build, regain my own health and then teach other people, like those lessons are priceless. Mm. You can't learn that from a book. You can't learn that from, um, yeah, you can't learn that from anyone. It's, it's unfortunate, but... Um, I'm so incredibly grateful for what I've gone through because I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at without having go through that. Yeah. Do you think that it's important, like a lot of people talk about coming back from like their rock bottom or this big traumatic event. And, you know, I think that it definitely fast tracks some growth because, you know, you have to adapt. It's like the live or die in the moment. But do you think that everyone has to go through something like that in order to make the most of their life and to learn these lessons in what they want to do and apply them to you? I hope everybody doesn't have to. <laughs> um, no, but I've, I've always had this really strong belief that I think life only throws at you what you can handle. Mm. And it's really, I had this conversation with one of my staff members yesterday because he's had like this you know, a pummel of things just happened to him um, and his family. I'm like, this shit only happens to those of us that can handle it. So I'm like, if you're one of those people that's, you know, you've just kept facing this stuff, I think it's because, one, it's here to teach you something, but I think it's also, it leads you onto a path that you may not have thought about or wanted to go down. And I think it, it builds that resilience, that confidence, and I think it's steering you in this game of life to um whether that's your purpose or something bigger than you Mm, yes very true let's talk a little bit about you mentioned right at the start when you were talking about what you did around leadership and um like leading your life without the burnout and I actually was just talking about this to someone else that often we get into this state of striving and forcing and that often is what leads to the burnout. So in your perspective, how do we nurture ourselves, look after our health and, you know, create big success and go after our visions without having the burnout there for the ride? This is, it's so funny that I now teach this because like I'm in my sixth year of running um, a clinic um, and now coaching. So but I went through that roller coaster, which you've just talked about of, okay, let's hustle really hard. Let's grow our business. Let's do really well. And then like, oh shit, we're burning out. So we crash, we take a week off or we go on a holiday where we pretty much just sleep. And then we like, okay, cool. Let's, we're better now. Let's go, you know, let's get back into it. And you go through this rat race of, yeah, I'm going to hustle. And then you crash and burn out. And then you're like, okay, I've recovered. I'm going to hustle. And like, it's just a roller coaster mm. and it's not sustainable. Um, so I think the key with it is it's, it's connecting with ourselves on a daily basis and it's just a really simple question of how do I feel in my mind, how do I feel in my body, what is it I need right now? Mm-hmm. And the more we can connect with ourselves, the more we can check in with ourselves um, and the more we can listen to our body and what it needs, the less we're going to go through that rat race of 
of like the burnout and then the crash and then the burnout and the crash. Mm. So I think starting with something really simple as a daily check-in with how do I feel in my mind, how do I feel in my body and what do I need Mm. and finding something, even if it's just five minutes a day, that helps you connect back in with yourself or it helps you give you that little bit of space and that could be reading, writing, journaling, meditation, um, going out in nature, cooking, like anything that works for you, dancing, um, to help you give yourself that space of that five, 10 minutes every day. Look, if you can do 20 minutes or half an hour, an hour, amazing. But just start with five minutes every day to help check in and go, hmm, how am I feeling? What do I need? Um, and start listening to that, um, listening to like our inner, our inner truth. Mm. yeah the giving ourselves space is such an important piece because like sometimes when when we've never tuned in before and we've never asked ourselves those questions what comes up like it can be a little scary to think what comes up like are we going to be told to like quit our job and leave our family and sometimes our mind can dramatize what tuning in and asking ourselves questions really looks like but in reality it's a lot usually it's a lot more subtle and a lot more gentle than that. We're never going to be told to do anything straight away that we don't have the capacity for in that moment. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So outside of the daily tune in, what are some other ways that we can like you in your like description, you said that health is our vehicle for life, wealth and success. What does that really mean? And, like what does health mean and I think that it's such an interesting conversation because there's so much information out there at the moment about health and how to look after our health and what to do exactly so I would love for you to just dive in with your perspective on what does being healthy really mean and how can we become more healthy and use that as a vehicle for the other things we desire in life. I do love this question because as you said, like health means so many, like health is different to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, health is, it's, it's a few different components. First up, it's physical. So mm-hmm. it's like, how can I physically move my body, um, get my body moving in a way that it enjoys and that it likes to move um, and that it's good for it. So it gets the blood flowing. It's, you know, enables me to stretch and move. Um, So there's that physical component. And again, that's going to be different for everyone. So I train for triathlons. So for me, it's, you know, running, riding, swimming and doing some weights and yoga. So that's my physical. But for someone else, it could be walking um, every day or cycling or totally different. So physical is one component. The other component for me is mindset. So it's how am I feeling in my mind? And it's what are the thoughts I'm having? How am I talking to myself? Am I speaking kindly to myself or is the overachiever in me being like striving and, oh, you've got to do this and you've got to do that when really like my soul is like, I need to just chill out and rest. Mm. So it's, it's balancing that the mindset um, game as well. Then for me, it's also relationships. Mm. So who I've got in my life family, friends, work colleagues, um, who am I surrounding myself with? Are they people that are lifting me up and raising me or are they people that are kind of like pulling me down? So 
Relationships is a big one. And I think that was probably my biggest takeaway from going through the stroke in terms of there was heaps of people that were around, but there weren't actually a lot of people that wanted to be there and support and see me grow and succeed. So that's been a really interesting journey, um, the relationships um, in terms of health as well. And then the last two, um, there's obviously spiritual. So my connection with, um, so for me, that's something bigger than me. Um, for me, that's God. For, for other people, it's spirituality. It's um, everyone has their own belief. Um, and then um, the emotional. So how am I coping on that emotional level as well? Mm. And reality is they all intertwine. Yeah. So if something's not working well, um, it's probably likely that something else is going to be really off. Mm. Um, so that's what health is for me. It's not just going for a run and eating green smoothies all day. Um, but, yeah, it's for me, health is looking at that global picture of all those areas of our life um, and how they all interact and how they all intertwine. Mm. Yeah, there's so many different components. And I just imagine like that wheel you've probably seen it like if one area of the wheel is off then it it doesn't spin but if they're all balanced then it is really efficient and it is such it's also a web like you said like if one all of those areas can impact all the others and it's so so much bigger than just what we're eating and how we're moving how it's like how health is often portrayed mainstream so how how does someone begin to lead their relationship with health from your perspective is it starting like picking one starting there like one of those components or is it looking at all the components like what's what do you think is the starting point for someone that hasn't really given their health a lot of focus that wants to wants to start now yeah I think it's it's having a look at all of those components and as you said it's either in the web or the wheel um whichever way you want to look at it and giving yourself that rating out of 10 going what's working really well what needs some work mm. and then on those areas that aren't quite where you'd like them to be what is three things that i could do or change or implement um, to help me move from that uh, whether you're sitting at zero or one or two to help me move out towards that 10 so so it's looking more like a wheel or a web as opposed to um yeah, like a really clunky circle. So mm-hmm. focusing on, yeah, what is one, two or three things? And they don't have to be big things. They can be something as little as stopping and taking 10 deep breaths, breakfast, lunch and dinner. Mm-hmm. Like the littler and but the more consistent, like that's where you're going to get your change. And it's about integrating it into your, um, into your day. Yeah. Yeah, and like you've said, it is so important to focus on all the components and not just, like, the physical body and the mind. It's, like, relationships are so important. Our emotions are so important. And when we can break it down into just, like, one to three little changes we can make, create much more stronger foundations for ourselves to then build upon. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you a perfect example. I had a client last week. She only messaged me today, so this is why it's fresh, but... We, we went through this last week and all we've done is we've added some fun in terms of we've added music into when she's getting the kids ready in the morning mm. and it's totally changed her whole day. Yeah. Like she's, you know, she listens to her favourite playlist when she gets up in the morning and now that's 
it switches her mood, which makes getting the kids ready for school so much more easier, mm. um, which just changed the whole dynamic for like her whole day and then her mood and then how her kids interact and respond as well. Yeah. So something really simple can make such a big change. I love that so much. And I think it's so important to incorporate play into all aspects. Like it doesn't need to be so serious, like follow this exact plan and you'll be healthy. We can have fun with it and we can be playful. And that just adds excitement to all areas. Definitely. Yeah. Play. Yeah. Plays. Plays probably definitely one thing I've really in the past 12 months added more into because life's so short. It doesn't have to be so serious. Mm. And I think when we become adults, we're like, oh, we've got to be adult-like and we've got to do this and we've got to do that. And then we forget what it's like to be a kid, how kids just make everything fun and everything's playful and then everything becomes easy. Yes, so true, so true. So, okay, when we look at that, all those different components of health from a point of like we've, adju- we've addressed all the areas, they're all like pretty balanced, probably like nine or tens out of ten. Do you think that we get to a point where we can become like too hyper-focused on always wanting to improve our health? Or is it like when do we switch from wanting to improve into wanting to maintain? Or do you think there's always improvements we can make? Um, I think it's <laughs> funny. The overachiever in me is like, well, oh, I could always be better. It's like, I'm only running eight K's and I want to be running 10 K's. So it's, um, I think that's a little bit dependent on your personality style, but my recommendation would be, so once you're really happy with where you're at with your wheel or your web, focus on three things that are your non-negotiables each day that help you. Um, I guess become a better version or be a healthier you um, or help you guide you towards where you want to go. So for me, my non-negotiables are I've got to move my body. I've got to meditate each day and and music is one of my things. Mm. So I incorporate all them into my day so that I know that I'm keeping my health on track um, moving forward each day. Yeah, I guess like a little bit of background of what brings up that question for me is that this is particularly in the like fitness gym industry and even a little in the coaching as well. I see so many programs that are really targeted around like weight loss and it's like it's like this thing that you could never lose too much weight. It's like it's it's like this ongoing goal that you always have to have and I see this promoted so much that like all weight loss is celebrated and it's just like a never ending goal that you can. And I know that you probably definitely have a different perspective on that, but I find that a lot of like health goals that are put out there, it's like these things that like maybe the overachiever energies in that there as well, that you just always have to keep going and you can never really be happy with your health. Yeah. Um, can I touch on that subject? Go for it. <laughs> it's, you, you're right. You see heaps of that lose six kilos in six weeks. It's, health shouldn't be about our number. Mm. It should be about how we feel. Yeah. And like I spent years, especially being in my younger 20s, you know, always worried about what I was eating and how much exercise I was doing and what my number on the scale was. And the moment I stopped worrying about the number 
And the moment I started focusing on how do I feel in my body and what is it I need in my body, that's when my weight totally shift, shifted. Mm. It's, it shouldn't be about numbers. Um, it sh- yeah, it shouldn't be about numbers. It should be about how, how we feel in our body. Have we got enough energy to get up during the day, do the things we want to do, spend the time with the people we want to s- spend the time with and, and move through life happy as opposed to so focused on a number. Um, because as we just mentioned before, when we've got so much rigidity, we don't get to have fun. Mm. Yes, I love, I think that's such a good point, that it's how we feel, not necessarily about what any numbers yeah. are saying. Amazing. Do you want to shift the focus a little into business? Because you've, you know, like you run your own business, you've had a lot of experience in that area And this is going to be like a really broad question. So you can take it in whatever direction you want. But like, what do you think are the most important things in terms of leading your own business? Yeah. Um, I love this question. And uh, yeah, this is my sixth year of leading a team. And um, I think it does get easier as you, as you start to, um, as you go along. But I still remember my first time in like, I had no idea about how to lead a team, how to manage, how to, like, I just thought everyone thought the same way as me. Mm. Um, so I think a couple of things that really help is having a strong, I think first up knowing what leadership style you are, um, how you communicate with your team, but also communicating that to your team. So I'm really straight to the point. Um, I'm, I'm quite direct in my communication. I tell that to my team straight up so that they know if I'm communicating like that to them and not in their communication style, it's because like, don't take it personally. Like that's just, I'm like, cool, we're doing this, this and this. That's just how I communicate. So I think knowing how you communicate as a leader, but also communicating that to your team, but knowing how your team communicate. So to be an effective leader, you can communicate in their style. So I think that's one thing. Second thing would definitely have to be having a really strong vision and values for what you as a team and a company stand for and the values that you guys stand for. So it becomes less personable and it's more about, cool, this is where we're going, this is what we're doing and this is what we stand for. Mm-hmm. And how do, we, how do we communicate that to our clients? How do we communicate that to our um, you know, in our socials and what we stand for without having that real personal, um, I guess, direct or, or attack. It's just, cool, this is who we are, this is what we stand for. Yeah. Um, they would be my top two and then I think my third would have to be communication. Yeah. Especially in the pandemic that we're in. Um, it's, it's not so much communicating at the moment about this is where we are and this is where we're going. At the moment it's about... How are you feeling? Are you okay? What support can I give you as my team, considering we're in this rocky boat? And unfortunately here in Melbourne, it's not, it's, it's not looking like it's ending in the next week or two. Mm. Um, so it's, it's more about communicating what is it that they need and how can I support them um, or guide them during this um, difficult time? Yeah, such good points, especially around like for anyone that's leading a team themselves around really understanding your team and just keeping those communication lines open. We all communicate in slightly different ways. So it is really important to understand that. I I think back to when I was working 
um, as an accountant and there was like one of the people who I was working for, his emails were always just so blunt. And I used to get them and think that is so rude. Why is he being so rude to me? But then in person, it'd be so different. And then I did a lot of like study around communication and everything. I was like, oh, he's just direct. But it's funny how when we don't have that understanding of how people are different, we can take offense to things people are saying when they're really not being of offense in any way to us. Definitely. Amazing. And I love everything else you said around like connecting to the vision and the values and also just checking in with the team. And and it goes like checking in with yourself. You're checking in with the people that you're leading, maybe even with your clients and, and customers as well. And yeah, just caring, I think, is the overview of everything you just said. Yeah, it's... And I think, like, at times we can get so caught up in everything. Like, we can find out anything in the click of a button, but sometimes it's just a matter of stopping. And, and I know this is a practitioner. It's like, how are you feeling? Like, how are you? It's Instead of being so results-driven, I think there's, a, there's this big gap that's happening, unfortunately, about that genuine care of how are you going? Yeah. Definitely. And that connects back in like with our health and and how we're feeling. And I think that like that question of how are you, it kind of is like, it's really like saying hello. Sometimes it's like, like a lot of people when they say, Hey, how are you going? It's like, they don't really want an answer, (laughs) but asking it with really like a genuine intention of wanting to listen and wanting to know how they are. I think that's such a powerful question to ask someone and holding the space for them to actually give you a response. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. Is there anything you would really love to say to leave us with, to wrap us up with any words of wisdom or just reiterating anything that you've already shared? Words of wisdom. I think if I could, if I could leave one bit, it, it would just be like stop and check in with how you're feeling, um, especially for those of us in Melbourne who are still in a pandemic. Um, you know, we don't have the privilege at the moment of seeing friends or family or even going to the movies or going out for a restaurant. So it's a really difficult time at the moment. Um, so stop and check in with yourself and connect or reach out to those people um, that you know they can give you the support you need. Mm. Love that. Such a beautiful, beautiful way to end. Thank you so much for this conversation, Lisa. I've loved it so much. Everyone that wants to connect with you can find you at Dr. Lisa Gadd and I'll put all the links and your website link and everything in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Rachel. Loved it. Thank you so much to everyone listening as well. Thank you so much for listening. If you have loved this episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram story at by Rachel White. Reach out to me anytime with your insights and questions. Have a beautiful day.